Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, world. Attention, gents. Uh, The Lions have landed. I repeat, the Lions have landed. They've landed and they've announced a team. Yeah, quite uh, quite a lot's happened since they uh, touched down. What was it? Five hours ago. <laughs> there's, there's something you missed between landing and announcing a team, and that was Sam Warburton and Warren Gatland, among others, had uh, some encounters and exchange rituals with some some um, natives of New Zealand. Mate, JB loves. I have got. Um... I've got about half an hour's worth of stuff to say about this. So we'll do the first 20 minutes on the Lions team and then the second 30 minutes <laughs> on the rituals. Is that all right? Fine by me. Perfect. Hands yeah, in. Yeah, me and Phil might oh. have gone by then, but crack on. Hands in. Pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. 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 <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. uh, I'm JB, as always, joined in studio by Phil. Hello, Philip. Hello, JB. And down the line by none other than Tim Cocker. Hello, Tim. Hello, JB. Hello, Phil. Hello from the Lions shipping container in London. Uh, How is the shipping container today, Tim? Kind of containery in a shipping sort of way, but um, it's, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop my excitement for the Lions. How long have we been waiting for this? And it, it feels like it's really here. Yeah, yeah. And, and there is and there is some big big news too. However, we will get to that after you uh, you subscribe to us on Acast. You follow us on Twitter at the Rugby Podcast. No, uh, at Rugby Podcast. Sorry, yes. Rugby podcast. No, do not follow the Rugby Podcast. <laughs> it's at the Rugby Dungeons at Rugby Podcast, uh, and of course there is also our Facebook page. So. So check us out there. Yeah, so the Lions have landed. They have. Um, uh, and this this is the first time I'm actually really allowing myself to get excited. Really? I, I don't know about you, but I've kind of felt it's always distant. Like a phony war? Yeah, a little bit. You feel, you feel like the troops in 1939? Well, the shirt that I'm wearing now, this wonderful Canterbury, the classic shirt. Nice that. We received this a year ago from Canterbury. So the build-up has been so long that I've almost had to kind of hold off getting excited. But now the team is out. We're a couple of days away from them actually playing a game. I can get excited. Hmm, interesting. I'm going to say I'm still not excited. Until they play a proper provincial game, I'm not fully on board. Ooh, okay. What about you, Tim? Oh, I'm I'm all in now. I'm right in there. (laughs) I've seen... 
as as well as my excitement, I'll tell you what. The, I don't know whether it's the influence of Pascal being on there. Yeah. The hashtag the hashtag Bants is flying around in the Lions squad as well. Lads. There's pictures being posted online of, of like Liam Williams' passport photo, Anthony Watson uh, posted <laughs> earlier. It's amazing. <laughs> You've got to go and check that out. Now that is banter. It's an outrageous haircut that Liam Williams has got. Um, what do you make of this? The, the, some of the t- uh, rooming partners have been picked for the first part of the tour, and uh, Sean O'Brien got Haskell. Did yeah. he? He did. Well, uh, well, lo- uh, lucky Sean. He gets his decks. He gets everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, also, I think we now have, have learned the reason why Warren Gatland pick so many Welsh players because again there's more videos uh, being posted by the British and Irish Lions of the squad doing uh, uh, forming a choir to uh, when they, when they landed in New Zealand <sighs> right <laughs> okay then we've got a team though we've got a first 15 we've got a first squad yeah okay Let, let's not get carried away with the squad before we um uh before we go on to squad what is this nonsense? So is this standard custom procedure for when you land at New Zealand? No matter who you are, whether you've come to <laughs> your weights tables or maybe be a chef or something, you come and you are you instantly greeted by a warrior? I, I'm not sure because the arrivals concourse, the carpeted arrivals through area, did not seem like the best place or a place that the warriors usually hang out. Well, apparently it is. Apparently, um, airport security in New Zealand is the biggest job creation scheme for Indigenous people. <laughs> I mean, that is that is, that is clearly what it is, and it just pained me. You've got to stand there for God knows how long and watch respectfully, but it's forced respect, therefore not respectful. <laughs> and Tim, then- I bet I bet that you love this. Yeah, what's wrong with like what's wrong with? embracing the the native culture of a land when you're coming to spend six weeks there which would have been several months there back in the day when all these traditions were started <sighs> yeah well not not for me um yeah in the time in in, in a time of snapchats i just think that tri- tribal dances are li- a, a little bit past it but there we go uh, i will say no more on the subject I don't understand the relation between Snapchat and tribal dances. Are you saying that now it because we've moved be on? Because we've just moved on. <laughs> so what's it's over? It's done. We, we should we should get we should get. I don't um, even like the hit. Na- I'm, I'm, native, by the way, native native Inuit uh, New Zealanders doing selfies <laughs> with with little bunny ears on them. <laughs> yeah, may- yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, but but by the way, this goes both ways. I'm not I'm not in, in, entirely keen on players' choirs either. I understand it when they were on a ship for God knows how long and they had to form a choir and sing. But these guys just work out in the gym. They, it's not like, you know, <laughs> one was the organist from you know, from the local church and the other one was the choir master in the amateur days. They're just professional athletes. I, oh, I don't... but go and, go and have a look at it. I'll tell you what, Ken Owens is belting it out. Yeah, well, not... He's giving it some. Not for me. I think it's probably a good time to throw us over to Phil to ask him exactly what the team is because this sounds like your kind of department, Philip. You get there's one thing I need you to start getting ready, JB. Start blowing the cobwebs off of uh, a certain piece of equipment. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're on. gonna need we're gonna need it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. All right. Okay. So, starting off in the front row, of mm. all the clubs in the British and Irish Lions, I bet you didn't think 
There'll be two Harlequins starting the first test. Uh, well, not the first test, but the first. You know that is an amazing point. Yeah. I mean, does that really just say how bad the Harlequins hooker is? <laughs> well, as, as we've discussed many times over, the Harlequins have one excellent hooker just spread across three different individuals. Exactly. Just like just like sell sharks, their excellent curry is spread across two bodies. <laughs> same same thing. Before you go any further with the team, Phil, can I can, can, can we just all agree that? the British and Irish Lions official social media channels need to get a better layout for their team because they've done it in three columns of five. And due to the way that you expect to see rugby teams, I thought Alan Wynne-Jones was, was hooker. Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely right, mate. How hard could... So the Lions have got a, a, a wonderful history on, on, on the one hand, but a horrific history on the other. And the horrific history is how they announced their teams. They decided to announce the entire squad alphabetically, which is just... <laughs> <laughs> so they announced it alphabetically, but they also split it into backs and forwards. So, you know, no one really wins there. And then you're right. When they do their team announcement, yeah. uh, they've done it in... Yeah, just describe it. Well, it, so it, working down from the left, it goes Joe Marler, Alan Wynne-Jones, Sam Warburton. So you expect they're playing one... They're going to struggle there. I, I was thinking, A. Jones in the front row, is Adam Jones I, back? Must no, be. surely not. Yeah, so they've got, they're pretty poor at this, and it's relatively basic stuff. <laughs> it's real basic, the way it could be done. Uh, a- anyway, the team. So Marler and Sinclair, Harlequins, Lucid and Tighthead. Yep. Shored up by Ulster's Rory Best. Uh, who's alongside his other two Ulster teammates in the team. In the second row, we've got Alan Wynne-Jones and Ulsterman Ian Henderson. Beautiful. And then it's an all-Welsh back row of Moriarty, Warburton and Falatau. Like it? So, yeah, some nice nice bit of... In that pack, it's probably not the most experienced pack. You've got Moriarty and Sinclair and Hendo, who are not the most experienced. But you've got ball carriers right throughout. So Moriarty, Falatawa, Hendo, Sinclair and Marler are all pretty handy ball carriers. Mm. So it's an interesting, not a bad not a bad pack to start. No, it's not. The problem with these packs is any eight they're going to pick is going to be brilliant. So it doesn't really tell you what Gatlin's looking to do. Because there's not that much difference between all the players. They're all, if you want... Um, uh, all court, all court players. They can do everything. Yeah. So it's I think like... that, I think there's potentially some things you can read into it. In oh, go the, on. Um, well, for example, quite often you see the the number four second row as more of your enforcer workhorse type, and the five the the lineout guy. Now, when he plays for Wales, Alan Wynne Jones is is a is a is a typical number five kind of lineout captain. And yeah. Takes a lot of the ball, and he's a four in this side. Yeah, yeah, that's quite interesting, and I wonder if that actually facilitates the picking of uh, of Sam Warburton, who is actually pretty handy in a line. In a lineout, yeah. But is that putting too much pressure on Warburton, captain the side and calling the lineout? Well, the line you out? know, here's Lions captain, grow up and run the lineout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but other than that, yeah, it's, uh, there's good balance. There's a, there's a good balance with, this, with the second rows. You've got the the work and the carrying ability and the loose loose skills, and then. The back row, as we've seen with Wales, can can be very, very good with those three. Definitely. Yeah, I, I do agree that they're a good back row. But from the Six Nations, if you're going to pick a back row of the tournament, would they be your, would they be your three? 
Uh, they wouldn't be the back row of the tournament, but they're a good, solid back row. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of good cohesion there, I guess, isn't there? Particularly Faletau and Warburton. Yes. And, I mean, when you when you look at the squad, I don't think it's a case of anyone having been left out or selected over anyone else. It is just the freshest, least played people are the most involved. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. it's very important to note that no one who played in the two finals at the weekend was considered for this game. Um, no, how would... Yeah, just wouldn't have enough time, would they? Well, yeah, I mean, and, the, theoretically they could do, but it, it is it would be asking too much to... Of your kind of six days or five and a half days recovery to spend probably a day and a half of that in transit mm. uh, particularly given that those from Dublin had to get from Dublin to London for the dinner and then from London London to Dubai, Dubai to Melbourne Melbourne to wherever they've flown into Wellington. Now we asked Auckland. a very very important question on Sunday and that was how did Jack Knoll go out with the boys and get on the plane and we have an answer. We do he was out until at least what at least one a.m. is what we understand, and he got a taxi at seven a.m. to go meet up with the squad. What a good lad! Yeah, two hundred mile taxi. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. From, from Exeter <laughs> to London. Well, having having got been on the piss on the bus all the way back to Exeter, he had a car back the other direction. Hammered. Love yeah. it. Fair, wow. Fair play. Good lad. It just shows that those um. Those lion's coffers are in pretty healthy shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? You say that, but the lions are making an absolute mint. They're making a fortune. But the deal that, that this is based on with the f- who gets what funding and say how much players get and who makes yeah. what money is this is the last tour under the current deal. And, and basically, th- 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 there's going to be a readjustment. Uh, on the next tour, the money will be looking very, very different. It won't make any less money. Obviously, it will be very lucrative. But um, the 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 organisation of the British and Irish Lions made an absolute fortune. And I think it was on the was it Australia the last tour was wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. They um they made a ridiculous amount of money Australia because they they, they had the, the certain things they didn't have to pay for. You, you they didn't have to contribute any money for the Lions to to be there but I think again it'll be more negotiated thing it'll be like you're going to make a fortune so you're going to give us some of that and we're going to spread that around the home unions a bit more so mm. anyway that's that's not for now that's that's for after the tour and long in the future well I tell you I tell you what is for now and this will really appeal to your sense of social justice Tim but <laughs> do you know do you know in school like when you know when maybe one of the poorer schools play some some of the richer boys and there's that you know chip on our shoulder you know we've got to beat these idiots so on and so forth i was who, in i was who, in a, i was in a school that did that we had of all these course you were <laughs> we had all these historical fixtures uh, from when the school was like a grammar school years and years and years before we had all these we played all these posh schools but we were the comprehensive on their fixture list and, we used to, <laughs> and they used to hate i remember abingdon school lost to us one year and they all got the whole team got given a detention the next day wow <laughs> if you're in that uh, abingdon team please please write in um, well how would you feel about this tim not only does jack Noel not only is jack Noel able to get a 200 mile taxi he also then shows up with all with all of his mates in velvet blazers. Is this not the ultimate way to kind of show British arrogance? I mean, they're kind of dressed <laughs> like um, you know, like nineteenth century soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, we're going to dress um, up the lines like colonial soldiers. This this will go well. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm all down for the the, the Velvet Blazers as we talked about before. Some wonderful, <laughs> some wonderful stash on and off the field on show so far. Yeah, I uh, I love those red ties with the gold the golden lions. Oh yeah, and, oh. and do you know where where you can get them from? Thomas Pink. Yeah, you can get them from. Well, I wasn't going to say the name because they didn't they sponsor us, but yeah, you they can. don't. <laughs> uh, you, you you can get the whole collection there. It's brilliant. Can I can I just say how just the final thing before we move on from the forwards to the backs? How wonderful it is to see a leader turning up on a on a big event um go go on <laughs> yeah where's this going where's where this going ha- having just sat through an hour and a half of uh it's not going to say, here. say the same read, thing on the tv read out the backs to me please <laughs> 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 moving swiftly on backs <laughs> uh soon to be claremont number nine greg laidlaw yeah. starts alongside Leinster's Johnny Sexton is 9 and 10, hmm. which is not bad, I don't think. Yeah, I can take or leave Laidlaw, I'm not that bothered. You've got Big Ben Teo, BBT. Here we go! This... Now, Tim, I know you love this song, but is this really... Is this really peak Teo? Well, I think pulling on a Lions jersey and running out onto the field has got to be the next and highest level he's achieved in rugby so far, hasn't it? Yes. I would uh, say nearly. In rugby union, this is the highest level he's achieved so far. I'm not sure because of who they're playing. Maybe. So if you get to provincial game, that's definitely peak tail. Because these provincial teams are going to be a nightmare. And if he gets into the test team, we're just going to have a podcast and play that over. <laughs> not like... Not like when he got picked for the Lions. We'll do maybe an hour and a half of it. Yeah, yeah. On loop. A solid hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. So mi- I think even if, it, even if he gets on the field. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is important, actually, because I think that maybe this is kind of indicating what might be going on uh, strategically for the Lions. Which is a, ball, a big ball carrying 12 and a bit more guile at 13 so Big Ben Teo at 12 and Jonathan Joseph at 13 they, they make a nice pair don't they not bad pair yeah don't, don't talk down uh, my BBT he's got he's got distribution skills offloading skills as well he's not just a flat track bully hmm <laughs> yeah he does have offloading skills he I def- guess he definitely has offloading skills the distribution skills maybe, yeah maybe maybe not so much can uh, I yeah we'll, can, we'll see can I put a fly in the ointment here for Big Ben Teo okay if you are a renowned offloader, the most important thing is, specifically if you play alongside one, is timing. I wonder how much that is going to influence how much he plays. But yeah, well, that's a good point. He should at least be uh, well-versed with Jonathan Joseph because they've been in and around the England camp and also those two boys have been with the Lions camp right from the start. Yeah. There was only 14 uh, available for the very first Lions get-together because... All of the rest of the teams were playing in the uh, Champions Cup final and the Pro 12 uh, and the uh, Avicii semi-finals and indeed the knockout for Northampton players. But Bente and Joseph have been available from day one. Hmm. I wonder as well, I mean, this is mentioned actually in the Exeter game that all week they train front rows in you know, blocks, so the starting three and the replacement three. Yep. So there's no disruption. I wonder how much the Lions are training in blocks. Well, if you look at the front rows, 
So you'd argue that Marla, Bess, Sinclair, maybe Best has got the best chance of starting a test from those three. Mm. But if you look at the replacements, that could actually be a test. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Block, because the replacements are Mako, Jamie George, and... Ty Furlong. Oh, that's dynamite, isn't it? It's not a bad... Wow. So you could see the on f- mass the re- the f- replacement front row all coming on, and that could be the test front row. Uh, yeah, I can see those two front rows operating together for quite for, for quite a while. Yeah. Um, so, further up. rest of the backs. The, then we've got the back three. Uh, wingers, we've got one fast guy in Anthony Watson, and one kind of very good all-round workhorse in Tommy Seymour. Yep, uh, and I don't mean workhorse as a cart horse. I mean his work rate is tremendous. He's a very skillful in- individual, uh, and then arguably the test fullback Stuart Hogg starting Stuart at Hogg. fifteen. Stuart Hogg, tasty team. Uh, show me know nothing about the o- the opposition really, isn't it? <laughs> as far as I'm aware, the opposition has not yet been announced. The one name that Gatland. I'm expecting to Gatland. see is Bryn Gatland. Yeah, now this is a big. A big deal has been made out of this for a long time. Now, ordinarily, what happens is an open side makes getting to the 10 their job. But I think on this occasion, you're going to see Bryn Gatland making a beeline to try and smash Sam Warburton. Kind of a jealousy <laughs> uh, thing going on. The, f- the favourite son. He only has one son. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe, maybe you got that wrong. Maybe the strategy is Sam Warburton flying off the side and targeting the 12 under a set of very strange orders that he doesn't quite understand. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all sorts of things in play here. Yeah. And then I'll quickly run through the bench. So we've all already mentioned that. George, Vunipola, Furlong, front row. Then George Cruis and Tipperick make up the replacement forwards mm-hmm. with Reese Webb, Owen Farrell and Jared Payne on the bench, making up the third Ulsterman in this team and the third Ulsterman in the squad. Oh, nice. It's a very powerful... T- I mean, you struggle to pick a Lions team that isn't powerful, really, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Particularly this year, it does feel like... <sighs> I wouldn't like to name any names, but in, in former years, there's been maybe some weaker Lions, some better Lions and some weaker Lions. Who are the weaker Lions in your mind? Uh, I'm probably more thinking of call-ups. But... Uh, yeah, you've got to be outside the call-ups. I think that's only fair. Because a lot of these guys are just on holiday and they need a body for the midweeks. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Tip. it isn't unfair. I'll open that up to you, Tim. Any, uh, can you think of any weak lions? 
Uh, I, I don't want to sound like I'm picking on him, but yeah, I, I think James Haskell. Hmm. No, you're wrong there. Uh, right. <laughs> I, like again, he, he has he has played very well for for England, but I I don't think he's anywhere near the Test team, whichever position you look at. I think he's comfortably, but then, as we've as we've said before, it would not it would be not... a total surprise if he ends up much higher up the pecking order. The the career of James Haskell is yeah. continually surprising and uh, and over and overachieving time and time yeah, again. Pe- right, write him off at your peril, at your peril even. Yeah, uh, um, but. Uh, blah, blah, blah. One question. Do you know who brought the stuffed lion? I can't remember what the name of it is. It changed. Yeah, it has changed, hasn't it? It's Bill. Why is it Bill? It was Leo. It's now Bill. I mean, Leo's a very famous Bill. lion name. Bill? Don't know. Okay. Uh, is Bill it the t- lion. Do you know, do you know who brought him in with his st- bags of stash? A Todgy? Yep. Yep. Ah. It was. Uh, and is it still the youngest lion? It must be. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to drag that around. Brilliant. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> anything you want to add about the Lions before we move on? Uh, no. Just what time is the game? Is it seven? Uh, eight, the, every eight. single game is, is whatever it is. If it's 8.30 or 8.45, I can't remember. But every single game on the tour is on a, on every day, whether it's midweek, whether it's ah stop, uh, stop. weekends, is all the same time. 8.35. I have an announcement. Okay. From Fiona Hunter, Bill is spelt B-I-L. British Irish Lion. Yep. Okay. Oh, very, very good. <laughs> thank you, Fiona. Thank you, Fiona, and thank you, Lawrence, although you were a bit slow, mate. So should it not you. be Bale? B-A-I-L. Bale. Uh, that's not... Maybe it should be called Christian. <laughs> kind of like... <laughs> he, he, he is Welsh. Uh, so, so I, so wouldn't, I wouldn't want to give the word and equal prominence with the word British, Irish and Lion. So I'm quite happy with <laughs> uh, Christian the Lion. And also there's Christian the Lion. Who's Christian the Have Lion? Have you never seen the video of Christian the Lion? I've not, no. If even, even the bravest man will cry when they watch the video of Christian the oh, Lion. Oh, is this like is this like the Lion version of Harambe the Gorilla? Um, was, he, was he someone that was killed? No. No, no, no. It's, oh, kind of. No, not really. That's not the... <laughs> No, what happened, right, is a couple of blokes bought a lion from Selfridges when you could do that. And they bought the lion up, and they used to run it around a church graveyard. And when it got too big, as lions inevitably do, they sent it over to Africa. And then they went and met up with the, uh, with, with the lion later. Oh, yes. It's an amazing clip. It brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. So, yeah, really, the lion should be called Christian. After Bale. After Christian, Bale. After Christian Bale and Christian the lion. There you go. Wasn't there... I remember there being a... Being a TV show when we when we would have been all kids, like when I was really young, like on Channel Four or something. Daktari. Nah. Is that, do you not remember that? I remember the name, but that's that's. Uh... It's like a, that was a family that lived with a lion and um, used to run around. He was in the back garden. I think it was based in South Africa. Anyway. Well, there you go. Uh, anyway, <laughs> maybe, maybe the next lion could be called Daktari. More, more, celebra- more celebrity lions uh, on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> the lions will, will smash them on this one, won't they? I don't think result-wise, they're actually New Zealand are giving the lions one game to, <laughs> that's, that should be relatively comfortable. Yeah, completely agree, mate. Do not read anything into this result, other than maybe if the lions have a certain pattern of play or something. That will pretty much be it. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. But, but so, so to where we were, eight. Yeah, every single game on on the entire tour, midweek, weekend, it's all eight thirty-five a.m. UK time. Yes. 
Um, now, let's move on from the Lions uh, and just finish off something we didn't even touch on on Sunday. It Outrageously. Was a, a dreadful, dreadful oversight. We apologise profusely. We got too excited about the, the finals that happened at the weekend and we completely forgot about the Green King IPA Championship second leg final where London Irish narrowly beat Yorkshire Carnegie. What it, was the end score? Because I stopped watching about 60 minutes in. in 55 to 48. Yes, from. They obviously took inspiration from the way Bristol defended throughout this season. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? I am not at all confident about London Irish's chances coming back up. I think they make so many mistakes. I mean, considering they were that much better than uh, than Leeds in terms of their talent and you know maybe even in terms of their structures and the way they played, how they dominated the set piece. But the mistakes they were everywhere, and then to get that far ahead and then to concede points, I'm not I'm not convinced at all. They're going to have to do a lot of work um, on their you know on their actual. Uh, style of play uh, ju- during the off season. I, I would, I would go with that. Yeah, they've got some talented players. They've got a whole host oh, of internationals word. spread across that team. Talent. I mean, um, what's his name? Alex what? Lewington. Alex Lewington. Thank you. I must never forget that name because that boy's a star. Yeah, out and out star. If he's not on the wing, for, on the wing for England soon, there's something wrong. Well, he got called into the squad. Was it last year or two years ago? He did. Yeah, but. Obviously, a year in the championship. Why not take him this year? I mean, he's dynamite. Well, they've taken Fijian Joe, haven't they? Cock and, cock and ah, Seager. Yes, yeah. they have. But my, I mean, I think he's more. I mean, I'm not actually. I didn't see Fijian Joe play at all during the playoffs. Why did he not play? Was he injured? I don't know. Is the honest answer? He, he's all right to go on tour. He is. He's touring. Hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, the, the guy. The guys are starting. In fact, they might have two star wingers. So London Irish need to get their act together because if they go down again, it isn't for lack of talent. So be warned. I, w- I will say, historically, the championship has been a really, really tough attritional competition. And one thing that always happens is you get forward packs that can go from championship to premiership and compete because particularly yeah. the packs are really gnarly in the championship. There has been a slight drop-off in quality with the sides overall down the championship and I think that that will affect London Irish um, up front I think their back line looks really quite exciting mm. albeit in key decision making positions there's still maybe a little bit raw wet behind the ears the fly half position could be a concern but they've got a lot of firepower in the back line but I think I think that the, the, the drop in quality in the championship is something that London Irish can have to cope with and get up to speed and get hardened up Really quickly up front. Yeah, well, I, you know, I guess a guy like Petrus Duplessis will go a long way to shoring things up. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. I don't, um, I, I do just worry that there's far too much mistakes and they're not hard enough in defence. Those are my two key con- key concerns. Well, from what I've seen. well, do you know what the, the Petrus Duplessis point you make is a really good one because I, I, the the year London Irish were in the Avicii Premiership last. If if um, I can't remember if it was Owen or Ben Franks, I ben. think it was Owen Franks. If Owen Frinks had been fit for more than the three or four games he actually played, I think they would have stayed in the Premiership. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Ben Ben Franks, but yeah, you're, you're probably right. Yeah, they always seem to struggle with Lundaris, keep keeping front rows fit. A few years ago, it was, it was Halani Lika. When he played, they they won. Yeah. 
So, yeah, anyway. Uh, they still got David Pace, and uh, I love that guy. So, look, anyway, well done, London Irish. We're very much looking forward to talking about you a lot, lot more next season. Yes, completely agreed. Um, anything else you boys want to discuss? Have we missed anything? Uh, it's been confirmed. I'll just rattle through some other stories. We don't need to talk about him in any depth. We've already talked about King Louis, but it's been confirmed. He's definitely going to Montpellier, as was already reported, but now it's been confirmed by Montpellier. Heartbreaking. Uh, I just... So... It has also been confirmed that Northampton are getting a sizable transfer fee because King Lou is on a three-year deal, I believe. Ooh, shall we? Shall we just play a quick game? Okay. How would you spend Northampton's money? <laughs> uh, I'll let Tim go first, and then let Phil go, and then I'll tell you who's won. <laughs> they have to get a number eight. They have to have to get a number eight. So far, they've got. They've only got Tamana Harrison, really, mm-hmm. uh, kind of covering that position. Just all out number eight. And what's being talked about is Pierre Spies. Uh, do you know what? I was about to say that. I've not heard anything about it, but I thought, well, Pierre Spies would be. Would be no, available. he's rumoured. Oh, they're going to have Mitch Eady as well. I take it back. They'll have Mitch Eady too. But I don't think either of those are good enough. And based on where they've been, which is Samu Manoa and Louis Piccamol, they need that ball-carrying in their back, they, well, they need it in their side somewhere. So if they don't get well, it from a number eight, they've bear got in it mind, somewhere. They've got a load of cash, so you can have two players. So you've got who are you picking? PSBs? Are you going to go? No, with I'm else? not. I'm not picking PSBs because that's who I. That's who the rumor is all about that's yeah, coming. But, but the, I, I but, think that would be a massive drop in quality from Pickamol. But Tim, as the as the title, the title of the game indicates, it's not what's <laughs> happened. It's who are you going to pick? <laughs> um, Loads of cash, mate. I'll get a go on, Phil. You can go first. So, I think Tamina Harrison, the best I've seen him play is when he's played number eight for for Northampton. And I think Mitch Eady is a handy player. I think they need a real ten. Ooh. So, they've got Malinder. They've got Myler. They've got Bigger. Huh? Yeah, next year. Huh? You have to, you, apparently, year after next, he signed that some pre-contract agreement. So, not this year, next year. <laughs> bigger yeah uh, allegedly yeah. He signed, he signed yeah there was there was talk about that a little while ago do you know what I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it he's unsettled at Stad he was on the bench in that final go all out for Sergio nice that's a good replacement and also it it keeps it's it's a big enough star name isn't it to keep the fans interested oh it certainly would keep the fans interested I, I was more thinking Harry Mullinder can play 10 I prefer him as a 12 that back line has not sparkled. It, the, the, they've not got the best out of that back line for a couple of years, and they've got some really talented players. I want a, a real quality number 10, not Dan Bigger, someone from... Give me a name. I need a name. Probably someone Piers, who's unsettled. Piers Francis. <laughs> we, don't know, we just don't know what he's going to be like. We don't, we don't, but I would want a bigger name. I would want... Finn Russell. Finn Russell would be good. Uh, go for Aaron Cruden. Aaron Cruden. Oh, also at Montpellier. Is he definitely? I believe he's yeah. signed, yeah. So really, yeah. They, they should have leveraged this for a swap, for a, for a trade deal. PSB and Aaron Cruden, if you really want R- the hometown R- They've got like the 8-9-10 for, for Montpellier is as good as you can get in European rugby. Possibly a world rugby, club rugby, that is. Louis Piccamol, Ruin Pinar, Aaron Cruden. Are those? Oh my God! Yeah, it's frightening. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Ruan's definitely c- confirmed, hundred percent. I think so. Yeah, I think he is. But I, there's also, I, I've not actually seen it printed anywhere. I don't think. Uh, he's also playing for Ulster tomorrow night. Is he? 
He is. For who? Well, Against who? Against the Barbarians. He is he is visiting as part of the bar- Barbarian and, squad, but he's playing for <laughs> Ulster. And what is the... What exactly is the Montpellier plan here? To literally drag him as he claws <laughs> his way back into the Kingspan? <laughs> Do you know what? Now now that uh, Mamuka Gorgodza has given up international rugby, just spend all of that money on him. Yeah. Yeah. I also think Northampton, and we can save this for our pre-season podcast or whatever, but Northampton have got to upgrade their backs in general. Ben Foden, I don't, I think is 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 past it. We saw in that you know final game against Stadi was just on put on toast by the opposition winger. I think he's still got something to offer Foden. Do you know who I'd get rid of? I'd get rid of George North. I think he t- takes up too much too much money. I would maybe get rid of no uh, George North. Yeah, I'd start there. Because you can get just better value. Is what I yeah, well, I think you can get better value for Foden. He'll be on his England money. Yeah. And he's not he's not an England quality player anymore. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Not, that's not a bad shot at all. So ditch those two, get a new fullback, get a new winger, get a new fly half. Yeah. It's interesting, one of the other stories from Northampton this week was uh, two of their young lads, Tom Collins and Tom Stevenson, who've not had much game time at all this season. They've both gone to Australia to play for the Randwick Club in the... Is that right? Whatever the, the N, it's not the NRL. Um, yeah, I know exactly the whatever the, N, the Aussie yeah. version of the NPC in New yeah, Zealand is. The equivalent of the ITM. So who they lost? Collins and well, they've not lost, lost them. them. Yeah, but who they've they, just got to get some game time. Game time over the summer. Collins and Stevenson. Oh, good lads. Tom, Tom Stevenson is a very handy centre as well. And that's exactly what exactly what what you need to be doing. Hmm. So yeah, fair play to them. <clears throat> they're not on the beach or drinking coffee with the boys. I bet they are. Well, maybe they're doing both, but Rugby they're also nice getting some, getting some rugby as well. Uh, a- any other news? Uh, um, I'm sure there is. I can't think of any right now. I Perfect. Think, I think this 20 minute podcast has already gone on long enough. Yeah, we're 15 minutes yeah. over our 20 minute podcast. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Right. So, uh, so, so, we'll, so, me and Phil will go and leave you to it. You can talk about Sam Warburton picking up the leaf to accept the challenge from the native uh, indigenous New Zealander and rubbing noses with the Chiefs. Yeah, whatever that is, that's all about. Um, I w- I will finish with this then, as we've done with actual rugby. Um, I think it's safe to say we can confirm now we're going to do a podcast immediately, aren't we? Every Saturday morning, or every morning that the Lions play. Yeah. Is that confirmed? So yes, we're gonna we're gonna do a, an a, an immediate and because of certain commitments, we'll, we'll always have two of us. Most of the time, we'll have three of us, but uh, that will be immediately after the game. Within say within an hour of full time, we'll have we should have a podcast there waiting for you. Just a quick reaction to every single game. Yeah, and we might be working in a few a few guests now and again. Yeah. Um, You'll have your regular full-on Sunday podcast, as you've come to expect. And then, much like this, but we'll actually keep it short and sweet, not rambling on. Good uh, a, a good preview <laughs> podcast for the for the Saturday games, um, which look to be the bigger, biggest of the games. Exactly. Well, Tim, I introduced us because we don't need, because we needed the music. But, as you're the professional here, why don't you uh, do, do the outro? I'll do the outro. We're... we're we are Egg Chasers Podcast on Instagram. We're Rugby Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're everywhere on social media that you are. So go find us. And, but more importantly, subscribe so that whenever we do drop a podcast, it drops straight into your feed and it's there waiting for you to enjoy it. As we get closer and closer to the British and Irish Lions Tour 2017, we're all over that for you. 
Uh, we are the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Ben Tio starting. Take us out, Horn. Not quite, but never mind. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 